Vegas. Gracias. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 11th of January, 2024. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. According to the latest epidemiological reports by Carlos III Health Institute, one of Spain's most important public research universities, COVID-19, the flu, and common respiratory viruses are spreading widely this winter with acute cases rising. In Valencia, they reported a rise in respiratory infections between the 26th of December and the 1st of January, rising to 1,500 cases per 100,000 inhabitants. Meanwhile, Castilla-La Mancha saw the highest range that same week with more than 1,700 cases recorded. On Monday the 8th, the government announced that wearing masks will be compulsory in all healthcare centers and hospitals nationwide for people with symptoms, medical professionals, and those in the waiting room. Health authorities in five provinces, including Valencia, Murcia, and Catalonia, had already issued this mandate last week. In Galicia, millions of small white plastic pellets called nurdles, or mermaid's tears, have turned the northwest Iberian Peninsula coastline white. Person first discovered these nurdles used to make plastic products like bottles, bags, and containers on the 13th of December in the Espenierdido Beach in La Coruña and quickly alerted local authorities. Since then, the pellets have continued to appear across Galicia coastlines. The regional government has confirmed that the pellets are from a merchant ship en route to Portugal owned by the Danish company Maersk. Ship crew later told maritime authorities that half a dozen containers loaded with potentially toxic bags of nurdles had fallen into the sea during its voyage. Thousands of volunteers have mobilized along the coast with sieves and filters to collect the tiny pieces. However, it's proving futile and labor-intensive while regional and national authorities argue over who should clean it up. Back to healthcare for a second, the Ministry of Health is considering introducing a self-declaration system for temporary sick leave to alleviate the burden on healthcare centers, which would be able to focus on more critical issues. New proposals will allow residents with minor illnesses to request and take paid sick leave by responsibly declaring their condition without visiting the doctor. The moment to receive paid sick leave, you must request a medical examination and a note from your doctor within three days of temporary leave. Companies then send this note and information to Social Security. However, the process is bureaucratic, slow, often doesn't work, and is kind of pointless. On the topic of long procedures, the EU Brexit plan has been ongoing since the we geniuses voted to leave the European Union in 2016. After four years of negotiations in January 2020, the UK was officially removed from the EU and the European Parliament sang old lang syne. However, Many things are still up in the air three years later. For instance, a Spanish woman made international news this week after the UK border goons refused her entry after the Christmas holidays due to unclear Brexit rules. A Spanish woman has been living in Bedfordshire, UK, since 2020 with her husband and in-laws, and before that, from 2014 to 18, while pursuing a veterinary apprenticeship. However, despite actively appealing and holding a certificate permitting her to work in the UK. The document was rejected at the border and she was sent back to Spain where she's been told she has to wait a month until she can try again. And maybe it'll work then. Protecting British sovereignty. Back to the executive now, the Spanish government faces a crucial vote in Congress on three important issues, including extending measures to help with the cost of living and price increases, and what to do with 10 billion euros in European funds. They had until Wednesday the 10th to gain a simple majority to pass these decrees. In a 12-hour debate session, the government partially won by approving two out of the three decrees, including measures on VAT and transport. Notably, the government is now obliged to cover the expense for public transport discounts and bonuses fully, a shift from the previous arrangement where the executive financed 30% and autonomous regions contributed 20% or more. 
Since last week's surprise about the unsuccessful secret meeting between Pepe and Junts, things have been busy. Junts per Catalunya is exerting pressure on Pedro Sanchez's government, demanding sanctions on banks and infrastructure firms, including Sabadell, Caixa Bank, and Albertis, that relocated headquarters from Catalunya during the 2017 independence referendum and demonstrations. Almost 30 companies relocated due to political uncertainty at the time. Junts has asked for Catalan obedience, urging companies with significant activities in Catalunya to reestablish their headquarters in the autonomous community, proposing sanctions if they don't. Additionally, Junts wants to incentivize companies to return with tax breaks like Agues de Barcelona that returned in 2018. Junts per Catalunya also secured a symbolic victory, obtaining immigration power from PSOE, meaning they have more influence over policies, regulations, and, and decisions related to immigration in the region. However, as heads of state, the responsibility and implementation of policies will still fall on the PSOE coalition. Meanwhile, if you've ever spent Three Kings Day or Los Reyes Magos in Spain, you may be familiar with the controversial use of blackface during many, but not all, traditional epiphany celebrations and parades. During the parades, people representing the kings ride on floats, toss sweets to children, stuff like that. One of the women, the ladies with umbrellas, run around behind them. One of those kings, spoken about in early Christian texts, is Balthazar, an African man with Renaissance paintings often portraying him as black. Therefore, to represent the king and his followers, many participants paint their faces black and often exaggerated features, such as big red-painted lips. For years, activists, including Rita Mosajo, Spanish politician for Podemos and the first black woman in the Spanish parliament, have urged this practice be banned, arguing that it perpetuates racism and diminishes the self-esteem of black children. Still, some Spaniards argue that they see it as a traditional practice with no racial malice. Still, on Thursday the 4th, an unnamed production and presumably unarmed production company released personalized videos for families in Madrid's Chamartin district featuring a Spanish actor in blackface portraying Balthazar and using a mock West African accent while addressing children. The footage sparked widespread outrage online and in the media. Eduardo Rubino of the Mas Madrid party criticized the use of the accent as pathetic and deemed it pure racism, while expressing disbelief that, among the 120,000 residents of African descent in Madrid, no suitable actor was found for the role. Madrid's deputy mayor acknowledged that the video was a regrettable error by the production company, not them, the production company, and said an investigation is underway. Super weak. Following on from last week's sad news about Carmen Valero, another important figure died on Wednesday the 10th, Cesar Alierta, the former president of the Spanish telecommunications company Telefónica. Much of Telefónica's success can be attributed to Cesar Alierta. Between 2000 and 2016, his leadership propelled Telefónica to become the first Spanish company and one of the few in Europe to join the Dow Jones Global Titans 50 Index, where Telefonica earned a spot among the world's 50 most successful and largest global companies. Speaking of successful companies, on Tuesday the 9th, Gotham City Research Company accused Grifols, Spain's global healthcare leader based in Barcelona, of fraud. Gotham City Research Company claims that the Barcelona-based company artificially manipulated its debt and earnings through transactions with a company related to the Grifols family that controls the group. The short seller alleges that Grifols continued to report profits from two businesses, PBC Plasma and Haema, after their sale to Scranton Enterprises, a family vehicle. Grifols, headquartered in Barcelona, but with tax residents in Ireland since 2015, has vehemently denied the allegations, stating 
them as, quote, false information and speculations, end quote. Since the accusations came out, Grifo's share price has plunged by almost 40%, wiping out billions of euros' market value. The accusations have significant implications in the U.S. as Grifo's most crucial market is responsible for 60% of the company's sales and about two-thirds of its workforce. Ending this episode with some sports updates, Rafael Nadal, the Mallorcan tennis player, has cut his time on the court short after his great comeback last week. After requesting a medical timeout during a match on Friday the 5th, Nadal was withdrawn from the Australian Open due to concerns about his recurring injuries. And that's it for this week. Tell your friends about the show. Toss us some cash by the link in the show notes. Please. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.